0: Do you want to feel strong, confident, and ready to enjoy life? I'm Jen Shaver, a triple certified fitness expert and mother living her best midlife. I want to help you achieve a healthy, active lifestyle without ever having to go to the gym. We grow together every Monday, so be sure to subscribe and tune in to your weekly fit news. This episode of Fit News is sponsored by...
1: Make wellness a priority in your life. Women's bodies face changes and fluctuations in hormones as they go through the cycle of menopause. Strong for Life offers an exercise program to help you invest in your future and health without crazy routines. We deliver the results you deserve from your time and effort. Go to strongforlifefitness.com to learn more. Now back to our show.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Fit News Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Shaver. And joining me today is Marie Charette, Functional Nutritionist. Marie is a trusted and compassionate functional nutritionist who works alongside a medical doctor in Harley Street, London, as well as working worldwide with private clients. She holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Nutritional Medicine from the University of West London and a postgraduate qualification in functional medicine. Marie helps women aged 40 plus address midlife hormonal imbalances and symptoms of perimenopause and menopause naturally. These symptoms include fatigue, weight gain, mood issues, and many more, as you know, ladies. Marie's personalized approach is centered on understanding and correcting the root causes of women's health concerns, rather than using temporary fixes so that you can achieve lifelong results and embrace a future filled with renewed energy, vitality, and joy. Marie, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's a pleasure, Jen. Thank you for inviting me. Of course, you have so much to share with us today, and I know that it will um, definitely pertain to many of us women out there. So I'm looking forward to uh, learning from you today. Why don't we get started with your
1: personal journey? Okay, Um, well, I'm I'm known to my friends and family as a bit of a health nut, but that (laughs) that wasn't always the case. Believe me, I was a real, um, what we would call a junk food addict. OK, a processed food addict. Um, I also had bulimia, unfortunately, which is the eating disorder. Um, and I had that from about the age of 18 until my 20s and 30s. Actually, I didn't really get rid of it until. And it's always there, you know, with things like that. It's always there in the back of your mind. Um, but I'm pretty much over that now. But because I was so unhealthy, I was always unwell. Um, I was always sick, and I was on all sorts of medications. And unfortunately, one of my medications, I was over-prescribed. And this was in my 20s. I was over, over-prescribed a steroid. And if anyone knows anything about steroids, they suppress the immune system. Yeah. And consequently, I had lots of infections. You know, my immune system was was um wasn't helping me at all and i had all sorts of systemic infections including um including fungal infections yeast oh. infections oh. utis on a, on a almost permanent basis actually jen so it was oh. it really i i had chronic fatigue you name it i had it i had it all for 10 years and oh. uh, i didn't know where to turn of course because you know my my doctor he tried to help But they use like a Band-Aid approach on everything tends to make the underlying cause worse. And I just wasn't getting better. So I reached out to a local nutritionist to me and I, you know, I began to get better. And hence, that's how my journey began. That's amazing. Well,
0: I'm so happy to hear that, you know, you have made it through. Right. (laughs) And now you are helping other women make it through. And now you're, you're really focused on helping women through this, you know, change in life that we, that we go through with perimenopause and menopause. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, I, I, you know, I was preparing for my own menopausal journey because I'm, I'm 50, I'll be 58 this year. I have to say I don't feel any older than 38, which is, you know, I put that down to um, diet and lifestyle for sure. But so I prepared for my own menopausal journey about 10 years before I actually hit menopause because I knew that it was going to be, you know, possibly, you know, rocky. My mother's menopause was rocky. So I wanted to help other women in the way that I myself had been helped, because with functional nutrition, functional medicine, when we address the, the root cause of the problem, then symptoms begin to reverse, and and really that's that's the way that's the way to go when it comes to health, rather than using band aids to patch up things. So I'm here now helping women in their forties as they go through perimenopause, which is a really really tough time for a lot of women, and um, when they're coming through into um, post menopause beyond fifty. That's when all sorts of other health conditions such as heart disease, cancer, osteoporosis and things like that can show. So I also help women navigate through that as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We know that many women um, in particular in perimenopause deal with estrogen dominance. Why don't we talk a little bit about, number one, what does that mean? And number two, maybe what are some strategies that, you know, women could implement to kind of ease estrogen dominance along with also how does a woman know if she
1: has estrogen dominance like what are some symptoms as well okay i'll talk about all of that then estrogen dominance is a term coined by um, a harvard researcher dr john lee and he found that women can be um can have excess estrogen um or they can have deficient estrogen and still be estrogen dominant wow it's- the fact that they don't have enough progesterone which is the balancing female hormone that we've all heard of mm-hmm. if we don't have enough progesterone to balance that estrogen we are going to be estrogen dominant and um, unfortunately some of the symptoms that that you know we can get from estrogen dominance are things like um, heavy periods and obviously if you're going through peri you're still cycling and um, heavy painful periods um, weight gain gain sexual dysfunction mood disorders anxiety fatigue headaches you name it the list is so so long for estrogen dominance obviously these things can be caused by other things as well but estrogen dominance can really make you know make our experience of this so much worse so some of those symptoms are psychological symptoms like mental and emotional um you know depression anxiety some of them can be physical symptoms such as um Night sweats and insomnia and uh, weight gain, which is something that a lot of my clients that come to me, you know, they're experiencing all of these horrible things, but really they're very focused on the weight gain. And that is very, very apparent for women who are estrogen dominant and that inability to lose weight no matter whatever they try. Yeah, it's, it's very, very far reaching, unfortunately, and very, very common. And especially in today's society, because um, in the Western world, um, we are bombarded by um, what I would call junk food. And we're bombarded by stress and that very fast paced life, which which causes a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. Now, now the stress hormone cortisol, unfortunately, um, is antagonizing to um, progesterone. So when cortisol goes up, mm-hmm. progesterone will go down. That's just how our body works. That's how our brain, you know, our brain sees um, high cortisol in our body as being, we are in survival. We are in danger. It's no time to make progesterone. Right, And so unfortunately, um, when progesterone drops, estrogen stays the same and we have that we have that estrogen dominant picture, and in fact, estrogen dominance can be experienced by women of all ages. But when women come into age between ages thirty five and fifty, mm-hmm. progesterone actually dips by seventy percent. Wow, that's a significant we, amount. That is a, that's a lot. When mm-hmm. estrogen is only coming down. Um, you know, dropping by 35%. So immediately as we go into PERI, we have that oestrogen dominant picture waiting for us. But if we're highly stressed as well, and stress can come in many terms, you know, many forms, as I'll talk about in a minute. And when we have that high stress as well, then that's like a double whammy. You know, our progesterone is already um, depleting, but we've got that high stress, that high cortisol, pushing that progesterone down even further, exacerbating estrogen dominance. Yeah. So you know, it's, 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 not, it's not a pretty picture and it's no fun for sure. Right, right.
0: And, you know, I think you mentioned something at the start of that, talking about the estrogen dominance, that it also includes having not enough estrogen.
1: Yeah, you can have, you can have very deficient estrogen, Mm -hmm. but if your progesterone is even more deficient, that balance, that's the key. Right. And, um, you know, as we head into menopause, that balance is really the key. So it's not so much that our hormones are diminishing. They obviously are because, Mm -hmm. you know, when our ovaries stop working, we only have our backup system to produce those hormones. And that's the adrenal glands. These are two glands on top of the kidneys Now, if they're not working very well, or if we are very, very stressed, then we're going to have trouble um, producing hormones, obviously, you know. So So that's how that works. Yeah. So stress plays a a pretty
0: pivotal role in all that's going on, in particular at this time of a woman's life. And when you look at, you know, the ages between 35 and, you know, 50, that's a stressful time anyway, right? I mean, a lot of women are raising children during that time. They're working during that time. They might be also caring for an older family member at that time. So there's a lot going on and a lot of stressors that are being thrown at women at this, you know, particular time in life that's already a volatile time in terms of our yeah. hormones.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's why self-care. You know, hashtag self-care <laughs> is, is so, so important, um, especially to women in midlife, because if you can take your body out of that fight flight and back into a rest digest mode, which mm-hmm. is our, you know, our, our natural way of being, if you like, then the body is going to produce more progesterone and lower cortisol. So we're gonna be able to balance the hormones better that way. So self-care, and that would be like a daily self-care is so, so important for women, especially um, at perimenopause and menopause. And also things like, because stress comes in many forms, um, the type of stress that you've um, highlighted there is really a sort of a mental, emotional, psychological stress. But stress can also come from, um, it can be physical, And it can be chemical. Now, the chemical can come from within our body. So if we have blood sugar dysregulation, you know, some women try to starve themselves at this time of life, you know, trying to lose that weight that's that's um, piling on around the middle. You know, and many women actually try to starve themselves and go on very, very um, calorie controlled diets. Mm -hmm. And that's actually causing a stress to the body. The body will see that as another stressor, will release cortisol, and on goes the weight, and um, estrogen dominance is you know magnified that way. Yeah. And we can also have physical stress as well. So that would be you know traumas, injuries, and um, overtraining, even over exercising. You know, I'm certainly one for recommending exercise during this time but you know because women are seeing all these negative things happening to their bodies they go to the gym and maybe they you know they push themselves this is your area of expertise Jen isn't it Yeah. Um, yeah. you know push themselves too hard yeah. and that's causing stress to the body right. cortisol release progesterone will go down estrogen dominance again right. so is you know when when I recommend for women um in midlife exercise to do would be something a little more sedate. If they wanted to go to the gym, you know, weight bearing exercise is very good. And high intensity interval training that allows the body to rest in between the reps is very good. So you're not pushing yourself into that stressful mode, you know, that survival mode where, where the body is is under so much stress that cortisol is being released all the time. So people, you know, my clients often tell me, you know, why am I still putting so much? I'm training every day. I'm 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 running. I'm, you know, I'm yep. everything, but I'm still piling on the pounds around the middle. And that is the stress hormone cortisol, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, it becomes a endless cycle because they think they're doing, again, I'm doing all the right things, right? I'm cutting Thanks. my calories. These are all the things that, you know, may have worked in your twenties, right? I'm, yeah. I'm cutting my cal, I'm slashing those calories. I'm being very restrictive with mm-hmm. my diet. I'm going to the gym for an hour a day. And yet what's happening? I'm actually gaining weight. I'm not losing it. But that's right. That's right. Because what they're doing now, what they did in the past
1: is no longer serving their bodies or their hormones. No, precisely. That's right. Things that we could get away with in the past. And I did all of that as well. All the calorie restriction and going to the gym every day and running and circuit training and all sorts of (sighs) things no longer work. They just don't. Right. Nowadays, we have to eat. You know, I often tell women, um, you have to eat more. You have to eat more actually to lose weight. Yeah. And it's 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 people don't understand that. But it's it's absolutely true. Right. Eating the right diet, um, eating a whole food diet. Another thing that we need to avoid as well in especially coming into menopause and and coming into perimenopause and menopause is eating the right diet and not being so reliant on the um, processed foods because they cause stress to the body. The body will see all those uh, sugars and um, unhealthy fats. You know, there are healthy fats that we need to be eating. But those unhealthy fats, you know, those trans fats that are in burgers and fries and things like that, you know, and chips and what have you, um, the body sees that as a stressor as well. So we need to be on a um, on a whole food diet. And eating plenty of food, not restricting our calories at this stage in time. If people wanted to lose weight, um, I would say intermittent fasting is very good. Mm -hmm. Stop eating at 8 p.m. perhaps and then don't start eating again till 10 the next morning. So you've got that 14 hour fast where the body goes into like a repair mode. And you can begin to lose a little bit of weight that way. But certainly um, restricting calories and things like that is not the way to go. No, no. Right, right.
0: Yeah, it's, it's you know, especially as we're heading into this, this time when we know that, you know, starting mid-30s, we do start to lose muscle, right? And so if we are restricting our calories most of the time, we end up restricting protein, which we need so desperately, Looking for
1: a fitness program that fits into your busy schedule? Look no further than Strong for Life Lite. Our brand new program offers full workouts every month that you can do from the comfort of your own home. No need to worry about missing classes or juggling gym time with family time. Join Strong for Life Lite today and get on track to a healthier you. Now back to this episode of the Fit News Podcast. Yes, absolutely. Protein is so important. And I think most women are actually under consuming protein as opposed to over consuming protein. I always recommend to start with a really good breakfast with protein, plenty of protein in that first meal of the day and then carry on through with that high protein. Because as you say, Jen, you know, that muscle loss and quite often that is is not just due to the hormones coming down, but it's due to stress. When the body's under a lot of stress, it's quite a catabolic process where the muscle is broken down, um, you know, to make um, inflammatory metabolites, inflammatory chemicals, and so yeah, we, we certainly don't want that. Mm-hmm. We want to hold on to the muscle, right,
0: right, and and then you know, as you mentioned, that whole stress reduction. Uh, is is a huge component
1: yeah absolutely absolutely so that could be anything like meditation mindfulness um you know self-care taking yourself for a walk being in nature doing gentle yoga you know it doesn't have to be anything strenuous at all right. um high intensity training if someone wanted to up the ante a little bit but just you know just relaxing and trying to get yourself into that. Rest, digest, our default mode away from that fight, flight as much as possible. I know it's very difficult for some women because, as you say, they have families, they have elderly relatives to look after. But really, we have to prioritize ourselves at this time of life. And it's so important with to do self-care every single day. Right.
0: Right. I mean, you know, and we're not saying go to the spa every day, right? I mean, that's not what we're, we're just, no, saying, you, if I, you mean, can, I mean, it would we'll be walk. nice, right? It really <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but just adding some simple things into your day, you know, whether that be, you know, as you mentioned, going outside for a walk and maybe you yeah. don't have, you know, 30 minutes, 30 consecutive minutes, but maybe you have, 10 minutes in the morning or and 10 minutes at lunch or you know different times throughout the day just to try to work these habits in so that way you know it's somewhere within your day because i think we can all find right 10 minutes i mean look at how much time you know we're probably scrolling on our phones or you know yeah yeah
1: that's right and that is stressful in itself because uh you know um social media isn't always a positive thing is it right then you're coming against the radiation from the phones and and from our devices computers and what have you we need to get out into nature and really get back in touch with nature so that we can bring ourselves back into this rest digest mode Mm -hmm. where we can breathe again and uh you know and and just relax into that you know rest digest mode get that cortisol right down and our body will then our brain will read it as it is now safe to produce hormones. It's now safe to produce progesterone. And so our progesterone will start to rise and balance that estrogen. OK, so uh, that will help with our menopausal symptoms, um, you know, and, and um, hormonal imbalances and any sort of chronic health condition that we might have would benefit from that. Mm-hmm. Um, another important thing I wanted to address as well for the estrogen dominance is um. We are surrounded by xenoestrogens in the environment. These are chemicals that, you know, we can, they're in plastics, they're in the foods that we eat. And from the spraying process, the herbicides, the pesticides, they all produce estrogen like chemicals that go into our bodies. They park themselves onto estrogen receptors on our cell membranes. Okay. Um, so our own estrogen can't work. So we have this, we have too much of this estrogen going on. And this type of this xenoestrogen, unfortunately, doesn't show up on a blood test. So you take yourself off to the doctor saying, Well, you know, you don't feel so good. Please could you take my blood and test for hormones? He'll come back with, Well, your hormones are normal for your age. But these endoestrogens, they don't show up on a blood test. And so, you know, we're taking all these things in from our beauty care products as well. Sometimes it's better to go with very clean um, beauty care products that don't have parabens and phthalates in and things like that. And so, yeah, it's, it's so important. Plastics is another xenoestrogen contributor, and we're taking that in, also. everything's wrapped in plastics, let's mm-hmm. face it. So we are up against that struggle, unfortunately, which brings me to my next point, which has just reminded me that um, all the estrogens that are going into our bodies, including our own, need to be detoxified. Now, if we're not on a healthy eating, a healthy lifestyle regimen, our detoxification systems don't work quite so well, especially our liver. And so then we're not detoxifying these estrogens. And so they're going round and round in circle. They are getting reabsorbed back into our bloodstream, causing problems. Okay, so the detoxification of hormones is so important. And that really does depend on a healthy lifestyle and healthy diet. Um, with lots of green leafy vegetables to help liver function and eating lots of plant foods of different colors, animal foods as well, you know, as long as they're natural foods, all of
0: those things. I think the most I don't know if you want to call it stunning or mic drop, whatever you want to call it, is that if you are struggling with midlife weight loss, the first place to start is stress reduction. You know, and I think that might strike some women as wait, what? I'm not I'm not supposed to eat less. I'm not supposed to you know exercise more. I'm supposed to start with stress reduction. I mean that's a very powerful thought and tool
1: for women yes. to know absolutely we need to lower those stresses wh- whether they be psychological stresses, emotional stresses or even those chemical stresses happening in our body we need to lower those stresses whatever the source is so that our body that the the really the um the goal is to reduce, um, cortisol mm-hmm. the stress hormone as much as possible because that is keeping the weight gain on right you know when we are under the in this survival mode the body will will hoard calories even if we're eating nothing you know it will hold on to everything thinking there's a famine ahead thinking that we need to survive and we need to hold on to that fat yeah I mean, this time of life, it's not quite so easy to lose weight anyway. Right. But if we're doing all the things that we used to do, that used to work, that really are not working for us now, actually making the the problem worse, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. And that does come as a bit of a shock to many women that I speak to because they think, whoa, you're telling me to exercise less. Well, I'm, I'm not telling you to exercise less, but just change right. it. Yeah, and I think that I think that's the you know the
0: big um, mm. key here is that we're not saying you need to go sit on the couch. No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're just saying <laughs> we
1: need- and then you can sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We're saying active.
0: yeah, find the right exercises. Right, the weight training, yes. the strength training, yeah, the, uh, high intensity, the gentle yeah. stretches with the yoga.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The right exercise is, is absolutely key. And also, as you know, Jen, the, the weight-bearing exercises, they help prevent osteoporosis right. beyond menopause because it does strengthen bones as well. Right, right. Which is so That's important
0: really, because of your yeah. risk of falling as you age. And, you know, yeah, we know that falls can create deadly complications as you age.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, this is where we need enough oestrogen, obviously, because oestrogen right. um, is very important for bones. It's mm-hmm. it's very important for the heart. Um, you know, I'm not demonising oestrogen in any way, but we need to get that balance between mm-hmm. the hormones, between oestrogen and progesterone, because progesterone helps in other ways. It's It's nicknamed the pretty hormone because it helps with collagen synthesis yeah. So as soon as estro- uh, as soon as progesterone starts declining and we have too much stress we may notice our skin elasticity isn't so good you know we may have droopy jowls and things like that start appearing and it really shows stress really shows on someone's face doesn't it you know Yeah. so just having you know enough progesterone and enough estrogen without being deficient in either right
0: yeah again balance just like everything else in life right
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely and some women will have HRT obviously and I'm not against HRT in Mm -hmm. any way hormone replacement Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that really women should choose natural bioidentical hormones if they want to go that route Mm -hmm. and of course some women can't take HRT at all and it doesn't agree with them it makes their symptoms worse okay I meet women like that as well. I didn't have HRT myself, but I prepared myself in advance for my menopause to make sure everything went smoothly. So I was fairly balanced as I went through, still a little estrogen dominance, mm-hmm. very difficult not to be because we're bombarded by so many estrogens. Right. But it, it it certainly helped me the natural way, but not, not everyone can go the way I went. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certain family members with similar genetics to me needed um, hormones as well. Right. But women shouldn't think that they're taking hormone replacement therapy and that's it. They can just eat whatever they like or do whatever they like. It's very, very important that those hormones are detoxified. So being on a good diet, having that self-care ritual. Again, people can still be on hormones um, hormones from their doctors and still be estrogen dominant. So that's something to bear in mind. If you were to, you
0: know, to suggest to women certain foods that they should definitely be working into their diet during this time, what would you
1: suggest? Right. okay, Eat foods that are as natural as possible. So if you pick up a packet of something and flip it over and see what the ingredients list is longer than 10 items, you know, you should put that back. So, so natural foods, natural as possible, but certainly green leafy vegetables and cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, kale, other dark green leafy vegetables are very, very important. Um, berries are very, very good. Nuts, seeds. Seeds are very, very good for helping to balance oestrogen um, and progesterone. Okay. um Particular. So keeping to a very natural diet, you know, if, if you are eating meat, make sure it's clean. So many much of the meat that we have in our world today is injected with hormones, which when you consume them, they can mess up your own hormones. So as clean as possible, that's fish as well. So meat and fish should be as clean as possible, or dairy. Um, but yeah, lots of and lots of plant foods. I would say our plate has to be made up of at least 50% plant foods on the plate. And maybe if you wanted to lose a little bit of weight, just to cut down on the grains a little, you know, maybe give up wheat gluten, for instance, um, stick to quinoa, brown rice, but have only very small portions of that, but have more protein on the plate, more protein, more vegetables and less grains. Mm -hmm. Make it natural so that would be the key yeah protein
0: and fiber right
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely we need that fiber so that we can detoxify those estrogens that would otherwise cause us harm and of course we all know about the estrogen dependent cancers which we are more at risk of as we move through our peri and menopausal years Mm -hmm. right Um,
0: um, is there anything else, Marie, that you think that uh, we need to address um, that we missed? I,
1: I don't think I don't think I've missed. I don't think I've missed anything. I think I've covered pretty much everything. But the key is not to worry, because again, is another form to worry too much. To know that there's things that can be done, no matter what age you are, it's never too late to change your diet and lifestyle for the better. Right. And, you know, it takes around three months to actually reset your biochemistry, wow. but you can begin to get changes. You can begin to feel the effects, the positive effects sooner than that. So it's, it's yeah, it's something worth aiming for, for sure. Right, right.
0: And, you know, again, you don't need a prescription for any of this. It's all lifestyle changes, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. the way to go. the root cause
0: yes exactly you know because so often we're just given a pill to take this pill right that's right if we address the root cause then we can help to you know feel longer lifelong right i mean not just right now
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it can help to you know prevent any health conditions from manifesting in the future. Right. You know, a lot of these chronic health conditions, they take 10, 15, 20 years to manifest. But if we mm-hmm. start now and start protecting our health, we can live through, you know, to a ripe old age without any health, without too many health problems. And that's what we're aiming for here.
0: Right. Right. We're not just aiming for quantity of years, but quality of years. And, and by making yes. these lifestyle changes, it allows for a better quality of life as we age.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's right, Jen. Absolutely. For sure. <laughs> well, Thank you,
0: Marie. We appreciate your time today.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been great. Thank you, Jen.
0: Yes. Well, thank you for listening to the Fit News podcast. We will catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fit News Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Shaver, and I'm on a continuing mission to help you stay strong, healthy, and happy. A special thank you to our producer, Noah Martin, and Retrospection Multimedia. Tune in to the Fit News Podcast every Monday to get your tips for living your best midlife. These episodes are live streamed weekly in our Facebook group. Be sure to comment, like, and subscribe to Fit News Podcast for your weekly health advice. To join the Facebook group, visit strongforlifefitness.com.